0: This is Chris Blair, voice of the national champion Fighting Tigers of LSU. And you're locked in to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Middle Georgia's number one voice of community and collegiate sports. Go Tigers!
1: This is Mike Conti of Atlanta United and the Atlanta Hawks Radio Networks.
0: You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one team for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah.
1: It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Hey, this is Andy Dementra, voice of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And when I want to know what's going on in Middle Georgia
2: sports, there's only one place I go. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe show, your place for
1: community and collegiate sports. Guys, take it away.
2: All right, and we will do that. It is going to be a show today with Rob, Ben, and Joe here with you hanging out. It is the 27th of August, and guys, that means we got football a week away. And boy, do we have a lineup tonight. Got Brad Harbor from Crisp County on. And then we got our Sports Illustrated friend, the man, the myth, the maven. It's Brooks Austin from the University
1: of Georgia coming up
2: on the back half of the show here. We got a lined up big time today, boys.
1: I'm amped up. Got Coach Harbor on. We go way back. Uh, coaching us at Dublin and my position coach in particular, and uh, I'm just really excited about the show tonight. And I'm excited about football. We should already have football. We <laughs> <Because> should. <laughs> technically, we would already have had a preseason game that's right. that's in right. the NFL. We would have had some things go down by now. By now, so yeah. we're getting really close. <clears throat>
2: that's right. I want to say thanks to all of our sponsors. Of course, bringing the show each and every week. Thanks to networkwindsports.com You can find us streaming there each and every week. Eyeballs Marketing and Media and Warner Robbins. Boys, if you need anything that's going to be on a plaque. Billboard sign or automotive or building. You just need to call eyeballs marketing a meeting with Warner Robbins. You got Marco's Pizza, the best pizza in town. I promise you, Bubba's Tire Center. Good year, tires and everything else you need. Uh for a long time at Bubba's Tire Center. Drop by and see those guys. And of course our friends at Dublin uh, City Natural Gas. They bring the heat. Boy, each and every Friday night right here on the Robin and Joe Show. We appreciate them. You can find us uh, on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Download the show and take us wherever you go at RBJ Show. Just simply type that into your Spotify or Apple iTunes. Take us with it. You can find us online at rbjshow.com, on Twitter and Instagram at RBJ Show, and Facebook friends at RBJ Podcast. All of that and more each and every week, and not to mention this coming week, uh, Thursday, and a brand-new Friday show, guys, the high school scoreboard kicking off this week, 10 to midnight uh, on September 4th, I should say, next week, a week from tomorrow. So, all that said, we've got on the phone with us here tonight uh, Brad Harbour, the head coach of Crisp County, coming off the uh, championship game last year against Cedar Grove and ready to play football Friday and our first debut, our pregame show, if you will, against Tift County. Coach Harbour, how are you doing, my friend?
3: Doing great, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I got to tell everybody out there, man, Rob and Ben are my guys, man. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, uh, hey, man, those are my, those are my dudes. I'll tell you what, have to be the only twins in America where one was an offensive tackle and one was a quarterback. And I ain't even lying. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love, it. hey, we take everything we can get. <laughs> I know, I know, right?
3: I'm like, I tell people that they don't believe me, man. I, they're like, "What? Twins? One's an offensive lineman and one's a quarterback? How does that happen?" I'm like, "I don't know, but it's true." Hey, <laughs>
1: hey coach, you just sit there and tell them you had the most athletic one, and it wasn't the one playing quarterback. <laughs> oh. <laughs> honey, I, hush.
3: I, I guarantee you this, honey, hush. Dog. <laughs> I'm not selling anybody out on this show. You know how you get older, man. The older you get, the better you were. And whenever you played, those two two were probably the best players I've ever seen in my life.
2: (laughs) It's getting deep already. I see. There we go. (laughs) Got my waiters on, boys, for that. Uh, I hear you, coach come on now <laughs> well coach let's talk a little bit about what you got going on down there in chris county you guys uh you playing for a championship last year and ready to play football this year I'm sure yeah. with uh reload and starting off with tiff county so tell us what we can expect from uh the cougars
3: well I tell you what I mean we've been uh you know with with the virus stuff and all that you know we've been following all the guidelines and stuff like that and uh you know uh I don't remember what week it was but we had a I, as everybody did, we had to scrimmage. Um, we were going to scrimmage Warner Robbins and, um, actually, uh, uh, interesting fact, Coach Westbrook, uh, that's the head coach of Warner Robbins now is a Chris County graduate. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 think their program speaks for itself. They're pretty dang good program. Coach Westbrook has done a heck of a job there. You know, we found out we got that stuff canceled. So, uh, you know, we've, we've, everybody is in the same boat. So I'm not belly aching about anything. Actually, I'm the exact opposite. I am thankful for the Georgia High School Association being that we can have a football season. Now, I'm saying that selfishly too. I've got a lot of returners, you know? So, I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. Our, our, uh, young men work really hard. Um, you know, it is, it, it is very interesting. One thing I really enjoy about Chris and the Chris people don't know it. But, uh, Rob and Ben certainly have been through, uh, the Dublin football program, Coach Holmes and everybody, which, which I respect immensely. Um, a a lot of, a lot of our guys here that play football at Chris, they, they love football like the guys in Dublin. They're tough like the guys in Dublin. And I'm talking about the time, you know, the years that I was there. And, uh, so coming, coming to Chris County was kind of a, you know, I really didn't know about the place too much uh, before I took the job. Obviously, you know, I researched the deal. But um, we, we've we been working really hard. It, it's important here. It's important for the community. And um, our, it means a lot to our football players. Um, so when you have that right mix and then you have some good football players, and I've been able to, uh, over the years, hire some some coaches that I absolutely love to death. And, uh, trust, you know, with everything that they're doing, obviously. And, um, so it's, it's been really good. We've been able to, um, you know, keep the same staff. I mean, we've had one or two guys in or out, but I mean, you know, pretty much the core of our football staff is, has stayed intact year after year. And I really do think that's an important deal because you build up relationships with these high school players and, um, you know right now I'm gonna tell you what Rob Ben this will be funny to you I bet I'm so I'm so old now that like everybody within the program makes sure I don't break my hip and stuff <laughs> you know, my, 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 they, they take care of me you know what I'm saying so I mean, but but you know if I'm going to a brand new program I mean our you know there's a getting to know each other kind of period so um, now this senior class that we have coming through, these guys are, are the, the very first class that have, we knew these guys in middle school. So they're seniors now. The time flies. But, you know, we we have had the opportunity to build a relationship. This being, you know, I'm talking about their eighth grade years when we start to really get to know these guys that are upcoming ninth graders. So this will be the fifth year that we've been with each other, you know, just to put it. You know, I don't know how to put it any any easier than that. And so, you know, those relationships build up. They know, you know, right now and Robin and Ben probably could do the same thing, but they like they could probably look at my facial expression, know if I'm in a great mood, bad mood, uh what's wrong with coach, you know, that kind of stuff. So so that's been really good. Um, we do have some really, really talented football players, you know. I'm not gonna hide from saying all oh, we don't have anybody no offers, none of that kind of stuff. We had we have some talented football players, but let me tell you something. They've, they've earned it now. I mean, we watch a lot of film. We require a lot out of them as a football program and, and there's a lot that goes into being a football player at Chris County. And, uh, you know, if if they do a good job with all that kind of stuff and, you know, believe in the coaches and we're all unified, stuff like that. And we don't have any major kind of injuries, then, then you're, you're liable to have a pretty dang good season.
1: Yeah, Coach, there's no doubt about that. This is Rob here, and I tell you, you talk about having a coaching staff that stayed together, and your players have been together that long. That type of mix, and you know we had that when we were playing with you guys. Our staff was relatively the same all the way through. Well, your players – like you're saying, they know how a coach is going to react and they know what a coach expects out of them. They also, though, on the other side, they know what their teammates expect out of each other, too. So having that on yeah. both sides of the field, it's, it's, it says wonders um, when you get out there and play and how the, each player is held accountable. And I tell you, you got a lot, a lot of talent, um, and Crisp County is known for always having a couple – Dudes, I'm telling you, like you always have, you always look down there and Crisp's always going to have a couple of guys that can really ball. Right. Um, right. So, on your offensive side of the ball going this year, did you lose anybody from last year on the offensive side of the ball? What are you looking like um, offensively heading into this year?
3: Well, there's no secret in this now. And Ben, uh, Rob, you know this too. Hey, I love the big boys. Those are my favorite guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, you
3: know, yeah, know yes, right. sir.
1: The hogs. Hey, hey, Call them what it hey, is. That's a sports let, show, let, baby. Let, let, <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's right. And I'm going to tell you what now, and, you know, all these coaches are like, oh, I don't play. No, heck no, I play favorites, man. I love them big guys. I love them. <laughs> you know? and so, uh, so we, we had the middle three, our center and two guards, uh, graduated and, uh, they, I had, I had, um, they did a fabulous job. I, I'll tell you this. They, they did a really good job. You know, we found, you know, it's really, really important something you know, you can have the best guys, the biggest guys or whatever. But if those guys up front, and I'm talking D-line guys too, if they don't love each other, man, if they, if they won't play for one another, and you know, you talk about accountability within a team and stuff like that, I mean, these guys, like, Man, it's, it's nothing to see all these, these big guys go to a buffet. You know what I mean? They, they spend that time together and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, right, right now it's, uh, we, we have some guys that have been repping in there. Um, unfortunately without the scrimmage, you know, we're going, we're going to find out more. I think you find out a lot about your team, you know, when you go just, just one game, because there's never been a perfect game played. So we're going to have some adversity. So guess what? How are we going to react to that? You know, I don't know. We we lost the uh, padded camps that you could do in the summer. We've lost the seven-on-seven deal. And But I go back to something I said earlier, everybody's in the same boat. But with that said, I mean, we'll learn right now, even though we have a lot of returners, we're going to learn a lot about the makeup of our team. I know this sounds crazy. But you can replace one guy, maybe one guy graduates. And I promise you the very next year your team will be different. I don't know why that is. but they you, So right now I think everybody in the state of Georgia is kind of, you know, figuring out and you kind of have an idea of what you have. Even with all these returns, I have an idea. But what are we going to do when stuff starts getting really hard? What are we going to do when – when maybe somebody can converts the fourth and one and gets a new set of downs? You know, I don't know. What's going to happen, you know, if we have a sudden change on offense or defense, you know, or special teams? So those those are the questions that that I always like to get answered during these scrimmages and competitions and, you know, stuff that we've not been afforded the opportunity to do. But we'll, we're, we're going to find out quick. We'll find out next Friday for sure.
1: Absolutely, and what's, what's so cool about that is any time you throw a different personality in the mix, it can throw it all off. It's not just like plugging talent in there. You say you're and your guard... Well man, that's your that's your heartbeat of your offensive line. So, you know, you put some more guys in there. How are they gonna mesh together? You know, how are they gonna work as a unit because those guys have to operate together? I mean if you've got you know, if you've got a guard that you know, you're talking about loving one another, well, you know as good as I do. Sometimes that down block's hard to get to and it kinda hurts your head a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You, do you really do, that? do you care about your running back or you might just ole this guy? You know? I mean it's well, it's one of those things where you got to get in there and make that happen and that's that's underrated. That's a good point you make on that,
3: right? And then, you know the the other the other piece of that is, you, you, this is with any position group, not just offensive line. But Ben knows I'm I favor them, so I talk about them all the time. But
1: keep it up. <laughs>
3: any any group any group out there? Okay, throw a guy in there, and all of us that have played any kind of sport, anything, golf, anything, you know, he might not be a great practice guy. And in w- Dublin we had these guys too, you know what I'm saying? My, not, you know, not bad practice guys, but nothing you're going to write home to mama about. Uh-uh. But, but by God, when those lights come uh-uh. on, look out, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and and those those are the type things. That's the uh, one example of some things that we'll talk about, you know that that those questions will be answered within these first couple of games that we'll play.
1: Oh, there's no question. And I was talking about that um, with one of the coaches we've had on the last few weeks. And, um, you know, he kind of undersold it and was just like, yeah, well, it's kind of so-so. I said, well – I don't know, man. I mean, every year I played at Dublin, and Coach Holmes talked about it. He coached for a while, and you know, there was some guys just really hated to practice. I mean, you you come to them on <laughs> Tuesdays at the end of D Day, basically, and you know, you're not getting much out of those guys. I mean, you know, that might have yeah, been
2: Rob Stowe we were yeah, talking yeah, to yeah, down yeah, there, yeah, there. Yeah, he was just like In he, was, he
1: was like, "Well, I don't know." You know, I said, "Well, well, coach." I mean, where where I came from, man, I had some guys really hated to practice, but man, at seven thirty on Friday, they found it. There was something was <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah you know exactly
3: what i'm talking about so you know like there and, and look this this is not a miss on the coaching level or anything like that it's just it, it that's reality that's the way it is sometimes so guess what most probably when we play next friday night there's going to be a guy that the whole coaching staff goes what the what in the world Golly, look at this dude uh-huh. you know? <laughs> and, and you know Unfortunately, it works the other way around too, man. There, there might be a guy that, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you go all summer long and you're wearing your shorts and your t-shirt and you're knocking the crap out of a dummy, right? And then all of a sudden it's first day in pads and this guy ain't going to hit anybody. You know what I mean? So, so there's a, there's a, there's a lot of things like that. But, you know, a couple of things that I do know about this football team that we have that, that a lot of people talk about. Every team talks about it, but these guys really do love these things. One is competition. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, there's, there's very few places I've been, Dublin being one of them. I mean, those guys love to compete too. Trust me. Same here. That's why, that's why this was coming to Chris was such an easy transition for me because while we don't have the exact kind of kids and we live in a different town and that, That they are very similar in a lot of ways. And one way is I'll promise you these guys love to compete and you know, coaching the coaching staff that I've put together and, and you know, guys that have come and I say, you know, we're, we're going along in practice and they're thinking, yeah, this is okay. You know, but then we go to a first seven on seven something or other, or we go to a paddy camp or we're in our scrimmage and more often than not that coach that thought the, practice was average to mediocre like golly look at these guys mm-hmm. you know and they, they so that 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 makes this place special in my mind because there is no question on every Friday night now does does that equal a win I'm not saying that all I'm saying is that when 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 you put on those pads and this Friday night and those lights flicker on these guys are ready to go
2: yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> exactly right, Coach. And I tell you what, Robin Ben here is just swapping ideas. So who's got that yeah, question well, over
1: there? Coach, uh, kind of elaborate on some of those guys you got that are going to the next level. I know we've got, uh, we've heard about some of those guys that are out there. Uh, and, and I know watching, watching the state championship last year, um, your type of the play you've instilled in those guys is extremely physical. It's a very tough brand of football, which i Love, I mean, you know that, um, and it, it's yeah. just a great brand of football. So, talk a little bit about those guys that might be going to the next level. Give us a few names and all we can be looking for going into the uh, fall.
3: Well, this will, this will this will tell you how much I know, Rob and Ben, right? All right, so we have a Georgia Tech commit. That was the last guy to commit. (laughs) uh, You you know, I mean, uh, and so. uh, Already seen it. Yeah, 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 I I figured you did, man. (laughs) (laughs) Not much much has changed. It ain't been that long. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot, man. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you. By the way, I need to put in an application because like in about five years, I'm probably not going to know my name. So I'm need to stop. <laughs> I to I might not remember a football play, you know, that kind of stuff. No, I'm just joking, but, uh, so, Rod Bryant is a, is one of our safeties. I think he had like six interceptions last year. He is, uh, his football IQ. He's got a great physicality. The thing that I love about our safeties, both of them, um i think they're collegiate type players for sure and uh the thing that i do love about them is you know sometimes you have those guys that are really good covering down but i mean when they see that ball being run at them they don't like to get in that mess too much you know well we have the type safeties that by guys run that ball if you want to you're gonna have a safety down in your face and so they're not afraid of contact and uh Raj Bryant, what's interesting is um so, Bryant's brother, and a lot of people know this, but i uh, is Big Cat Bryant, Markevious Bryant, that plays at, uh, Auburn. Where's number one? He plays, uh, defensive end. Wow. For Auburn, uh, line, linebacker type. So, he's, a, I I think he's a preseason SEC guy and, uh, all SEC, all American guy. And, uh, you know, they project him to be pretty high going in the draft if every, you know, staying healthy, have a great year, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so, you know, obviously comes from good stock. Uh, the Uh His personality's wonderful. Like, he's that guy, um, you know, for you guys that played out there, Robin Den. Dill, know what I'm talking about. You know, that guy that walks in the locker room and kind of lights the place up a little bit, lights the party a little bit in a good way. Not a bad way, but a good way. So, he's one that I, I love to hug his neck every morning, you know, and all that kind of good stuff. Big smile on his face all the time. He's one – uh, we have a, a a defensive tackle. you know, hey, Robert Ben you're gonna like this man. I'm gonna tell you how you know how to I, i'm gonna, I'm gonna give a tip for anybody out there. You know how to make a d lineman play great. Promise him a single digit number. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, man. Golly. I don't know what it is about it. Hey, you know? it's,
1: it's, it's the thing, man. They make, it, it makes them feel like they're a slot receiver or something. You know, <laughs> hey, give them some forearm sleeves, man, like I had, and then you really got it coming together. You know what I'm saying? You know, then you really feel it.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Well, it, at any rate, I mean, I say that jokingly, but, uh, we, we have a, uh, D lineman that's committed to, uh, Georgia Southern. And uh, he had multiple deals. Um, to me, uh, he is a good George Southern kind of fit. You know, like, you know, I think their motto is blue collar, discipline and tough. And, you know, that guy's that, you know, really good football player. Um, we have two linebackers. Our Mike linebacker is Chris Paul Jr. Um, great football IQ. He's, he's gained a lot of good weight in the offseason. He's big dude. And, uh, he, uh, in the recent past committed to Arkansas and, uh, in the SEC and, um, uh, Preston Levant is another linebacker that we have kind of like, uh, you know, the difference is Chris Paul looks like a Mike linebacker if you look at him. Uh, Preston Levant is our other commit. He's committed to Pitt. Um, and, uh, and he is more of your long kind of rangey type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, very physical though, very physical. And that's a, you know, that's a huge part in any position, but certainly at, at linebacker. Um, I'm trying to think if if there's any guys that I left out that now I'm just speaking of the guys that, that have made a, a verbal commitment. Um, I don't, I missed somebody today. I was speaking today and missed somebody today. So I don't know if I missed somebody, but we do have more guys that, that have, uh, several offers just no commitment right now and obviously with the way things have gone you know um it's it's been one thing or the other they haven't seen the campus you know they've taken the virtual tours or however it's going with the recruiting stuff you know and they're doing a great job doing that but uh but um hadn't really made a decision on where is the best fit for them so those aren't the only guys that have offers but those are the guys that that are committed right now verbally.
2: Well, Coach, you just listed uh, three or four names there, and there are a lot of teams that we've talked to and others that are listening that are going, you've got how many
1: on
3: your team? <laughs> that's just the start. Yeah. Yeah, that's just
2: the start, so that's pretty good.
3: Yeah, it's, um, you know, we feel very fortunate, and, man, knowing these guys from growing up in eighth grade, you know, there's so, much, there's so many changes that go on through those four or five years, and, um, you know, so it, it's been – Fun to watch their work ethic, their practice routines, and you know interacting with the coaches and then with their teammates, you know, and uh, and and a, a lot of this stuff, you know, I I think the thing that makes makes for the best football team are great competitions, and I'm not just talking about you know playing great teams on Friday night. What I'm more so talking about is you know more like uh, you have competition in practice every day. You know what I'm saying because it. There's a guy waiting that, you know, is liable to take your spot if, if you're not on point. So, you know, we've had, we've been, had the luxury of having some really good, uh, players that understand how to practice that way. And, you know, wh- when, when those things happen, you know, you're, you're liable to have a pretty dang good football season.
1: There's no doubt about it. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, that old adage, you're only as good as the guy across from you and the guy that's next to you. So, you know, <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's so evident, you know.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. And it's, um, you know, we, we're, we're fortunate that way, but, um, I, I will say this and and this is true. I, I love being around those players and I'm, I'm telling you that they are really neat people. And that's what I think is, you know, the, the scholarship offers and their measurables and all that, that, that's all great. And I, and I'm so happy for all them and, and you know, and whatever they aspire to do later on in life. But the cool part to me is, is, being able to see their faces every day, you know, just talk about life, you know, that kind of deal. They're really, really good people, man. I, I really enjoy being around them. And,
1: and that's what it's all about, Coach. we got a couple minutes left here, man. Um, give us a little rundown of, uh, of of the season, kind of a couple keynote opponents to start out. I know the, the, the first one's always big, but a couple guys that might come out through the region here to, uh, you know, to kind of close this thing out. What you, uh, what? you Who are you all looking at that you just got a couple stars by on the schedule?
3: well i mean I, I I definitely think just because of the proximity of the two schools and and our r- recent runs and you know and the tradition of this school i mean we're we're in Peach county's region now I'm sure everybody's got that you know kind of you know as a marquee game I would think you know Mary persons is on our schedule now they're in our region as well um so you know this and those are only two, you know what I mean I mean our region's really dang good, so I mean I'm excited about it because i I know for a fact every year as long as we're in this region, the top four that come out of this region are are you know they all have the possibility of making some noise down the road every year.
2: yeah, you're right about that coach, and I tell you what we do look forward to uh, watching Chris County. they got West Lawrence in their uh, in your region, I believe as well. <laughs> Another Lawrence County School here. We look forward to uh, talking to you the rest of the year as we go through. we got the high school scoreboard coming up starting next week. So we look forward to hollering at you on Friday night, Coach. All right?
1: All right. Thank you, guys, for having me on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you, Coach. Be good.
3: All right, man, love you, Robin and I Love you, man. All right, love you too. I'll see you Get it done. Hey man, hey listen, I'm gonna tell your partners over there. Don't talk no shit about us. <laughs> 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 you hey, man, come on up now. You come me. There
2: you go, Chris Kelly. Hey, Thank coach. you, Coach. Thank you,
3: Coach. <laughs> all right,
2: see y'all. <laughs> we'll be right back with Brooks Austin from Sports Illustrated on the Robin and Joe Show. Come down to Bubba's Tire Center where we have your best selection of tires for your summer activities and back-to-school traveling. Come down and see our newly renovated showroom, our expanded parking area, and the quality and customer service that you've grown to love and know. Summer savings are still in effect. And don't forget your Goodyear card. If You need a little more time to pay on those tires. Come on down and see the friendly folks at Bubba's Tire Center with a fresh new look and additional parking. Bubba's Tire Center, 1318 Bellevue Avenue, where we do tires
1: and a whole lot more. Uh, Death Valley is now on the bucket list. If it wasn't you already, yes. <laughs> you <laughs> sold us. Yeah. And,
2: and anytime you want to take us, Chris, we'll be happy to go. <laughs>
3: it's, uh, well, I promise you this: you guys, let me know right. if you want to take in a game, and we'll roll out the purple carpet. It's too bad you missed the Georgia Drafty. <laughs> right, we will do that.
2: Hungry for summer? Marco's Pizza is delivering endless summer flavor with unlimited medium one-topping pizzas for just $6.99 each. At Marco's, you'll get dough made from scratch, an original sauce recipe, our signature three fresh cheeses and toppings you'll love, all cooked at 450 degrees and served contact-free. Order with our app or at marcos.com today. Marco's Pizza, the Italian way. Prices and participation may vary.
0: From the farmer's field that produces your food to the football field where your home team plays, Georgia Farm Bureau is committed to helping Georgia communities thrive. Georgia Farm Bureau provides peace of mind to families through home, auto, and life insurance with affordable coverage and exceptional service. With more than 150 offices around Georgia, Georgia Farm Bureau is always the home team.
2: Call your local Lawrence County Georgia Farm Bureau agent, Mr. Phil Phillips. Call 478-277-0508. You know what, guys? Sports hunting and dogs, well, they all click. And this will, too. Refit your home with natural gas appliances. You can save a ton of money, up to $400 in rebates, with a new gas grill, gas logs, furnace or stove. Check it out at rebaterally.com. Three easy steps gets new appliances for you and saves you up to $400. Go clean and go click it up like a big dog with natural gas appliances. Check it out, rebaterally.com. With city of Dublin natural gas. Now back to Rob, Ben, and Joe, brought to you by Bubba's Tire and Network One Sports. All right, back on the Rob, Ben, and Joe show here hanging out with you. Got our friends from uh, Crisp County there. With our wrap up, put a bow on the high school football season kicking off next week.
1: It don't get any better than that. Yeah, I Chris mean,
2: County Brad Harbor on with us, and he was ready to go. He was ready it? to
1: go. And I mean, it's just, it's fun to have some, uh, some, some guys in there that you spent a ton of time with that we're, we're close with. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's one of my, I mean, that you, you go back and he helped mold, mold me as a football player, and just, you can't get those interviews back. No. I mean, that's, that's just no. great. You that's, anybody you go and spend a week at Camp John Hope in Fort Valley, <laughs> And you bring your guitar along, and him and Coach Helton, who's at Jeff Davis, who we'll have on the show here in a couple of weeks. Right. It don't get no better. <laughs> no, the only thing we missed there was Ice Cream Man, my man. Henry. There you go. And, and, uh, and a little secret on Coach Harbor there. He can pick a guitar. He, he can don't he you, now. He, he don't, can he don't now. want you to know that, but he can pick a guitar. He can play. Okay. Like Rob said, you spend a week with somebody in a uh, in a very, very desolate remote, area. Remote. Place. Remote. And, you and you're all just sitting there hanging out, and you're eating cafeteria food, and you're dying of 100-degree heat, and you're, <laughs> you're staying under hydrated. Things get living the dream. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's yeah.
2: interesting. Well, we've got, with the back half of the show here, Dutton, uh, not dropped the bar at all. I tell you, if anything, it might raise it. We got our man, the myth, the maven. We've got from the University of Georgia, Sports Illustrated Beat. It is Brooks Austin on the phone with us. Brooks, how you doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing well, gentlemen. I'll tell you what, I'm, I've been introduced on a lot of radio shows a lot of podcasts. That might be the smoothest. That was pretty good, was good right there. Right?
2: See, that's why, we, that's why you're here, my friend. That's Only it. the best with the best. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, Brooks, uh, we we know there's a lot that we could ask you about here. Uh, we're going to get the insight on the SEC and just the college landscape here for you. But first, I want to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about that breaking news that you guys broke uh, coming out of Athens, and it's not good news.
0: No, I, I, there's there's a couple stories when you get into journalism that you just don't want to report. Number one on my list, obviously, I mean – Put aside, I don't, I don't do much of the arrests and the suspensions and stuff like that. I don't care to report that kind of news. Definitely don't care to break it. Uh, it's not really my MO, if you will, but, um, man, close on that list of things I don't want to be reporting is, is when I find out that a kid like Dominic Blaylock has retorn his ACL, the same one he tore in the SEC championship game last year against LSU. Uh, just kind of a heartbreaking story, honestly. Not kind of. It's definitely a heartbreaking story if you, if you've been following along the things that we reported about him this soft season on dogsdaily.com, the kid has busted his butt to get back and get healthy and, and be ready to play for his sophomore season. Uh, had one of the faster recoveries that, you know, I've, I've tracked over the couple of years that I've been doing this and, and was ready to go and was fully cleared. And, and, and today we find out he, you know, had a non-contact injury yesterday afternoon in, in George's practice and tore the graft that they put back in his knee. Uh, it's about a 5% chance that an injury like this ends up happening on the second time. And, and Dom just happened to fall into that bad 5%. Uh, Just, just a real heartbreaking story, especially when you know the kid and, and understand the background that he comes from, the hard work that he put into. So, uh, to get back, so just just sad news out of Athens today, but the good news is they're deep, and I'm sure we can get into uh, that in just a little bit more here in a second.
1: Yeah, anytime. That's the that's the last thing you want to report, especially a kid works so hard to come back and at that level, you know, you know, he received the best medical treatment in the world, and five percent, that's that's even I think a little tougher to swallow. than you know, in most mm-hmm. you know most cases, that's not that's not likely. So uh, definitely thoughts and prayers with him that he'll be able to recover and, and get back on the field for the dogs in the future, but. Uh, Brooks, you, you kind of touched a little bit on it there yeah, about being a little deep. George has definitely um, been stockpiling some talent um, and definitely trying to build up that receiver base um, that they have. So if you would, will you tell us a little bit about what's, uh, what's behind Blaylock in the receiving
0: core? So you can just go on and throw out the outside receivers. I think Dom was going to be playing about 95% of his snaps this year uh, inside the slot for Todd Munkin's new offense. They're going to be rolling three wide receivers at all times at uh, Georgia this year, I would imagine staying in 11 personnel. So for the friends at home, that's one back, one tight end. I think it's going to be their base personnel this year in Athens. So you're going to see three wide receivers at all times. You can guarantee, guarantee 100% that Dom or uh, George Pickens is going to be the guy on the outside. The question of who's going to pair with him at the Z on the other side, uh on the outside of the line of scrimmage, we don't know yet. That's still yet to be determined. I would imagine Matt Landers gets the first crack at that. But as for who was going to replace Dom in the slot, you got to start with Demetrius Robinson, right? The senior, uh, transfer originally from Cal. Now, this is a guy out there at California, uh, you, you know, University of Cal out in Berkeley that after his freshman year, he had such a great year, put up over 700 yards as a true freshman. He did so well that year that he was on the Blitnikoff Award uh, list, watch list heading into his sophomore year. He has a knee injury out there, ultimately ends up transferring back close to home. You know, he's a Savannah prospect. So he comes back to Georgia, transfers in, and it just really hasn't added up in, you know, the year and a half he's been at Georgia. Now, I know he had to take a year off uh, with transfer rules and whatnot, but last year just wasn't quite what people expected from him. But the good news is he's get, he gets back into a spread system that he's a lot more comfortable with. So you got to start with him there in the slot. And then another guy that we've been really high on over on the site, over on dogsdaily.com is Jermaine Burton. And this is a football player that I've gotten the opportunity to watch up close and personal working with Terrence Edwards over there on the west side of Atlanta. And honestly, he might be, if he's not the best wide receiver prospect I've seen up close and in person, I don't know what it looks like. If this isn't a day one starter in the SEC, I simply, again, don't know what it looks like. Okay. George Pickens is most likely going to break. Terrence Edwards, a 1,000-yard receiving record, he's going to be the second Georgia receiver ever to do it, most likely in a season. Jermaine Burton is going to be the next to do it, I firmly believe, wow. at the University of Georgia. He is that good. Uh, and then you got to talk about a guy like Kiaris Jackson, right, a redshirt sophomore out of Peach County, Georgia. Man, this dude is tough as nails. As Coach Smart likes to say, they make him a little bit different down there in Peach County. I mean he is a just a bona fide backyard football player and he'll do a little like Jermaine's gonna do. They're gonna play inside and outside just a little bit this year. And then you gotta look to two freshmen now uh to back up those three guys. Okay, another two freshmen and Lad McConkey and Arian Smith. Now Arian Smith's been out, uh had a knee, you know, microscopic knee thing he had to get done scoped and clean. He'll be back eventually at some point this season. We just don't know when. Lad McConkey's a guy from North Murray, another Georgia prospect. That uh, you know, he's gained about twenty five pound, about twenty to twenty five pounds since he left high school already. So in about three months, he's put on some major poundage, and he's as twitched up as you could find uh, as an athlete. He's about a four four eight, four four nine runner, uh, but he's a little bit undersized, so he's gonna have to stay in the slot during his college career. I know it's a really long answer, but again, man, they're really deep at the slot position.
1: Yeah, man, for all of the dogs fan out all the dogs fans listening and everything, that sounds like a lot of promise and young talent that you gotta look forward to on the outside. And I think the golden question that a lot of people is, and you probably know where I'm heading, is who's the guy that's gonna be dumping it to those guys in the backfield. Do we have do you have any clarity you make it, Lindis? Is it is it gonna be you, is it gonna be something that's gonna be a first game where we rotate guys or is there somebody taking that lead at the quarterback position so far? How's that battle shaped up in the offseason?
0: So I mean they've been getting even reps, and when I say they, I mean Jamie Newman and JT Daniels both have been getting even reps, <clears throat> excuse me, running with the ones uh during practice throughout the week. So uh throughout all of camp matter of fact. But it's still really early on this process, guys. You know this as well as anybody that's been following college football. They've had a really condensed and compressed off season over the year, uh over the off season. So they didn't get spring practice. Now that doesn't mean that guys weren't out throwing and, and getting continuity and building report with their wide receivers. What that means is that technically if you're gonna assume and you should because Georgia's one that follows the rules when it comes to these things Todd Munkin hasn't laid his eyes on these guys yet. So until they got into camp this offseason, just about, you know, a a week and a half ago at this point. So he really hasn't had a chance to fully evaluate what these guys can do. But I I think it's a two-man race with an outside dark horse and Dwan Mathis. It's between Jamie Newman and JT Daniels. As far as when the decision will come, when the announcement will come, I don't see Kirby Smart giving anybody an advantage, even if it's Arkansas, heading into week one as to who they're going to get uh, in their first week as the starting quarterback. I, I don't see Georgia running a two-quarterback system. If you guys will remember, I mean, even Jake Fromm and, and Justin Fields had a highly, highly anticipated and pretty, you know, strapped-out uh quarterback battle, and they stuck with one guy until they couldn't get off of them. And I think that's going to be the same thing here with these two guys, unless somebody just plays absolutely, lays an egg in the first couple of football games, I think Kirby – Uh, and Todd Munkin both will be pretty quick to pull a trigger. So we won't find out, I wouldn't imagine, until – I would say maybe like Tuesday or Wednesday before the Arkansas game.
1: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. There'd be no reason to give anybody ammunition to prepare for one or the other and and being a quarterback myself um, I tell you that that is the toughest thing. You can throw with receivers on air and against DBs and stuff all you want but there's really no substitute for having it in a game environment, scrimmage environment Mm -hmm. with coaches watching you're on film, everything is live it's just a lot different when the bullets are flying. I mean, there's a lot of guys that look like all Americans on air, and then you yeah. get, you, you know, this bullet start flying, he's getting jammed up on the line. So it'll be really interesting to see, but. I firmly believe, and I completely agree with you, that Kirby will choose one guy and ride it out, because so often we see, if you can't make that decision, at Georgia Tech mm-hmm. this past year, you saw it, it was week six or seven before they decided on a guy, and the fans and everybody are just like, please just decide on one guy, and let's ride that guy and give it everything we've got, and see what he can do for us, so with that, we've talked about the quarterbacks, lost a running back to the draft last year, so what's the backfield shaping up like for the dogs
0: so i mean todd munton has a history of showing that he plays two backs whether you want to go all the way back to his days at southern miss which i have over on our youtube page you can check that out i'm plugging it all tonight bro. hey i yeah, love yeah, it by the way i'm, yeah, I'm plugging yeah. it all um <laughs> But no, if you go back to his days at Southern Miss, there's two guys that everyone in this world, if you follow professional football at this point, you should know, Edo Smith, who plays for the Falcons, and a guy by the name of Jalen Richard, They played on the same football team at Southern Miss at the running back position, and both of them were NFL draft picks. So that tells you what he can do with multiple backs. Take that all the way to what he did last year, and I know he didn't have full control over the play calling duties, but he definitely had control over the personnel decisions, and... Guess who he's playing? He's playing Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the same backfield. Mm. They ran 22 personnel and 21 personnel at Cleveland more than anybody in the NFL last year, other than the Ravens, okay? So he is comfortable playing not only one back and multiple backs throughout the personnel, he's comfortable playing two at one time. So I think that's something you might see uh this year, even at Georgia. So I, as far as who's going to be one, who's going to be two, I think, number one, you got to start with Samir White. There, I don't think there's any way – and God's green earth that they don't give that kid a chance with what he's been yeah. through, uh, similar to what Dom's going through right now in terms of two knee injuries and just coming back and being a fully explosive athlete at this point. And he's a type of football player that if you give him 20 carries, I, I'm not trying to be a defensive back carries 15 through 20 tackle on that guy <laughs> in the middle of the third or fourth quarter. I'm not. So I think he's going to get the lion's share of carries. The other question we've got to look into. And, if again, going back to what Munkin's done with, through his history as an offensive coordinator, if you track it, man, he's got years where his tailbacks in 12 or 13 games get 60 to 65 receptions out of the backfield. So that's not going to be Zamir. I don't think Zamir is that much of a natural pass catcher, which directs us to our next line of questioning, and it has to be a guy like James Cook and Kenny McIntosh getting in there and getting those third down carries, getting in there and getting design screen passes. Which is a heavily, uh, you know, involved portion of Munkin's offense. So you're going to see a two, three, maybe even a four-headed monster at the tailback position this year in Athens because I think Kendall Milton's going to get some touches as well. The freshman from Clovis, California. That kid is a grown man. <laughs>
1: Well, I tell you what—that's exciting, and I think that might be a good opportunity for uh, James Cook to kind of really catch some of his own. Like you said, a guy that's been in the NFL. The NFL is really keen on using that running back out of the backfield. The college college has mm-hmm. caught on, but the NFL really loves that. And I watched a lot of Cleveland football last year, and um, I loved how they got heavy, like you were talking about. You know, they come. How in funny and- is it, by the way, that you
2: can sneak in? I watched a lot of Cleveland football last year. <laughs> yeah. How funny is that? But yeah,
1: right. but you. But you Uh, But you you mentioned that, and that's exciting for Georgia Bulldog fans who really, let's call it what it is, it's been relatively vanilla since Mike Bobo was there and some other things. You know, you kind of knew what you were going to get, and you got a guy like this come in. Like you said, there might be times where there's three receivers on the field every single time. Well, a guy like James Cook... He can. I mean, he's he's so versatile. You can line him up out there. It's gonna be. It's gonna cause fits for SEC mm-hmm. opposing defenses to come in there when traditionally Georgia's gonna line it up and they're handing the ball off as many times as they're gonna throw it. That's right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I the number one pet peeve I've had this offseason is people telling me that you know James Cook has got an, a, a shot to be a slot receiver. That, that here's the deal: what you're talking about in terms of redundancy on that Georgia offense. It was so redundant to the point that James Cook was lining up in the slot to go into motion to run jet sweep. And I've got people on social media telling me that he's a slot receiver. No, 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 No. exactly. He's a daggum running back that just lined up in one specific spot so many times and did the same thing over and over and over again that you don't know that he is a running back (laughs) playing in the slot. Okay, so it, it, it had gotten to a point like that at Georgia with the redundancy of their offense. One thing I've noticed about the hours of film that I've watched on Munkin's offenses is there is no, I call him a chameleon coordinator. And what I mean by that is he really can blend and mix in whatever he wants to based off the personnel that he has. Whatever you do best as an athlete, a ball carrier, a receiver, a quarterback, he will design and concoct an offense to make that explosive with what you do. So what I think you're going to end up seeing is, Cleveland went empty several times last year. And when I say empty, I mean quarterback only, wide receivers, five wide. Now, what he would do is he would start with the tailback in the tailback position, something we saw LSU do last year with Clyde Edwards Layer And then he would run that quarterback all the way out to the outside of the formation. And what it ends up happening is it forces the defense to go man to man all across the board because there's so many weapons on the outside. I think that's exactly what you're going to see a little bit this year with Georgia. When they get into third and eight, third and seven, third and long, third and 12, you're going to see them go empty and force James Cook out of the backfield to make a linebacker leave the box with him and play a man-to-man situation and 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 just pick the winning matchup. That's what we saw Joe Burrow do so well last year at LSU. It's pretty much why he won the Heisman. If we're really going to boil it down to one point, it was Joe Burrow's decision-making in empty sets and empty personnel last year.
1: Yeah, there's no question with that because when he got everything got down, you get guys and man one on one. Your guy, if he can win, then and you got a guy that can put it there. It makes a total difference. And you add on to that point about going empty, and you looking at the quarterback position in the past. Georgia hasn't really had that mobile of a quarterback. And now with the addition of Newman and Daniels, you're going to see a little bit more movement back there. So if it gets empty and those guys recognize in a man coverage, the Georgia fans are going to see a lot more activity from the quarterback run position. If they see it open up, you'll see some draws. You'll see some guys be able to make some plays on their feet.
0: Now now here's the deal. If, if Jake Fromm went to the NFL Combine and ran a one which he did, I believe, if you can quote me <laughs> on that, in the forty. I, I would say JT Daniels is a 4'9 guy. So he's not He's not an extremely explosive athlete, but it got a little bit better as a quarterback <laughs> position in terms of athleticism. Now, however, when we're talking about Jamie Newman, this is a guy at, at Wake Forest that was their leading carrier last year. He led their team in oh, rushing yeah. attempts last year at Wake Forest. There was a game against Duke when it was similar to that football game against Kentucky last year in Athens where it's a monsoon, it's raining cats and dogs. All they could do was run Jamie Newman. He carried the football 28 times <laughs> in that was, football he game. He was toting it. Toting it. Jamie he was absolutely right. toting it. Exactly. He was the entire <laughs> offense and the entire scheme. So when we, when we talk about these two quarterbacks, you're going to get an entirely different skill set, I believe, which is why I think they may not tell you they're making a decision. I think they're going to make a decision much earlier than what they lean on in the media because there are two different total skill sets. When I watch JT Daniels on film, I see a guy that's a quick decision maker, a guy that can get the ball out of his hands, throw all of the intermediate routes with 100% precision. Okay, a limited athlete that we're not really going to be designing runs for. We might run a few read options, but we're really back to that traditional set of quick game, trying to get the ball out, taking deep shots every once in a while. When I watch Jamie Newman on tape, it's the complete opposite. I see a guy that you can design – 10 to 15 runs for a can run quarterback power that Matt Luke really loved over there at Ole Miss and his run scheme with John Rice Plumley, and then a guy that really, really excels in the deep zone, act. you know, the deep passes of the offense. I'm talking goes, I'm talking posts, I'm talking digs and comebacks. That is Jamie Newman's forte, whereas JT Daniels, at least during his film at, at USC, It looked pretty skeptic, at least in my opinion, on the deep routes. But, again, that could be a little bit something to do with the offensive line he was playing in front of as a true freshman. And you've got to take into account that that film you're watching in 2018 with JT Daniels at USC, he's an 18-year-old freshman, an early enrollee, a guy that should have been a senior in high school, and he's playing Pac-12 football on a 5-6 and football team. So it didn't look great. He obviously looks much better now during his time at Georgia so we'll see how the deep ball accuracy looks like but yeah man you're looking at two totally different skill sets between Daniels and Newman so i think in their mind like i said they will make a decision much earlier than they lead the media and the fan base on to believe
1: and that's exciting though if you're if you're a fan or if you're you know, you're you're a coordinator you've got player's choice into how you know, outside of the quarterback, how is the rest of my team going to set up and how do you think you're going to be able to, which guy is going to fit the best? So that's exciting to hear. And, um, I'm, I'm the defensive guy of the group, man. And, uh, I, I want to hear what's going on the defense side. Georgia football last year had such an incredible defense. Kirby's known for it. Um, I really think they played LSU the best of anybody, um, throughout the course of the year, uh, even oh. in the SEC <coughs> championship game. I mean, being able to. Being able to, it was it was really a lack of being able to do some things on offense that kind of put Georgia behind in that game. But their defense was so good, man. What are you looking like on that side of the ball?
0: I mean, so last year you had <laughs> the nation's best defense. You like that, cough and all. I did, I did. Hey, <laughs> I did, Hey, Kevin Steele put such a, put together a, such a good game plan, and I know we're steering off here. Kevin Steele put such a good game plan together against LSU. Held them to a season low, twenty four points. It was so good playing seven defensive backs, three down linemen against Auburn or against LSU that Georgia stole it and tried to run with it against LSU in the SEC Championship game before they got their tail smoked in the first three possessions. (laughs) It was so good that Clemson stole it and tried to use it in the Clemson or in the national championship game before they got their tail smoked and decided we just gonna flip this guy. So it, it was such a good game plan, but the difference was Auburn had seven defensive backs to go out there and, and play coverage, but not only that, they had three damn good defensive linemen to get after the quarterback <laughs> last year in yeah. that defense. So it was totally different. But back to Georgia, we're talking about a, a, a team that gave up twelve point four points per game last year, led the nation. But not only that, when I tell you guys that something at Georgia's football program did the best in the co- or in the college football or in their program, excuse me, since nineteen eighty one. You can guarantee is pretty dang good. They haven't given up 12.4 points per game or less since 1981 when they wow. gave up 10.6 points per game. That's how good they were last they year. Were so freakish. this I they were absolutely freakish and it started with stopping the run. They gave up 74 yards per game on the ground last year, which was obviously nation's best. So as far as what they're going to do this year, run anybody that run. tells you yeah, anybody that tells you Georgia's defense is going to be better statistically just doesn't know what the history of college football looks like. So it ain't going to get
4: better. It
0: ain't going be- to get better. Okay. Statistically, cause it's just, it's an, it's an anomaly. 12.4 points per game is historic. No, no questions about it. Historic from last year. So I don't think statistically it's going to get better. Now here's where it is going to get better. They are as deep as they've ever been. They lost three starters from a year ago. One at each level of the defense. You lose Ty or Tyler Clark at the defensive tackle position. You lose Tay Crowder at the deep, or at the linebacker position. And you lose J.R. Reed. Well, guess who they're replacing him with? There's this kid named Trayvon Walker. And if you don't <laughs> know him, you're gonna know him pretty daggum quick. Okay, he is an absolute animal. He's six foot five, three hundred pounds, and he was so athletic and so freakish last year. Guess what Kirby Smart did? He let the guy cover kickoffs. Kickoffs at six five three hundred pounds. That's how pretty. <laughs> Man, that ain't him. right. Okay, so <laughs> who did they replace Tate Crowder with? A guy by the name of Jacoby Dean, who not only I have compared to Roquan Smith, Rennie Curran, who's one of the best linebackers in Georgia history, has compared to Roquan Smith. So that's how good that guy is. And then there's this kid named Lewis seen re- replacing J R Reed. And if you watch Georgia over the last three years, watching J R Reed make forty two consecutive starts, one thing you'll notice is. He wasn't the best athlete in the world. He won with his brain. Well, the difference is Lewis Singh might be one of the best athletes in college football. He is one of the fastest defensive players in college football. That kid's going to fly all over the field and knock some dag on the head. So they got much deeper on that defense side of the football with a, 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 an assertion or an assurgence of sophomores that replaced seniors that left that roster last year. But anybody that tells you they're going to be better. They stupid. Not, so yeah, well,
1: right. I mean, you can't, you can't replace that, some of that, that experience and talent over, year over year. And then like you said, it is an unprecedented year. You're playing an all conference game schedule, 10 straight. You're not mm-hmm. opening up with Norfolk State. Or whoever. I mean, you know, it's but not. Arkansas. You, you, yeah, I mean, it is Arkansas. <clears throat> it, it's similar. It 12, 12, <throat> 12 points in this in this environment as With, much as incredible. they throw the ball is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, and it's not only ridiculous. that,
0: 12, 12 points and you, and you got your butt whooped against LSU. You gave up what, 37? I know. So, I know. <laughs> it really was I mean, like 10. I mean, talk about an anomaly. <laughs> that's a little bit of an outlier. We were talking about 10.8 points per game. I think it was when I was tracking it. Prior to the SEC championship game, and then you go get lit up against Joe Burbo. So that's, that's what it looked like last year. I just don't think that's what it's going to look like this year, especially all in, you, you know, not only that, what they're doing offensively, they're going to, they're going to have three and outs faster. If and when they have three and outs, it's going to be pass, pass, pass. Oh crap. Look up. We ran 20 seconds off the clock. It's not going to be what it was last year in the second half where George is up three scores. So Kirby runs the offense out there and basically plays water boy offense. Remember that at the end? How y'all like my new offense? We just going to punt on first down? (laughs) That's basically what it looked like last year because his defense was so daggum good. He went out there and ran the ball three times, fourth and two. Let's punt the football. Y'all remember, they had had a 21-point advantage against uh, Florida. Came down to a seven-point game. They had a 21-point advantage against Florida. Came down to a seven-point game. They had a 21-point advantage against Texas A&M came down to a six point football game so that's no longer going to be the case they're going to score points but it also means that defense is going to be on the field a lot more time of possession is no longer taking precedence in Athens which means you're going to give up a little more points you're going to give up some more yardage but you're probably going to turn the ball over a lot more on the defensive side of the football. I really think Kirby kind of lets you know lets his unbuttons a couple buttons if you will. He's gonna, I think he's gonna blitz a little bit more. I think he's gonna get after the passer a lot more. And I think they're gonna try to turn over offenses much more to score quicker. I just that—that's my hypothetical about what they're doing on the defensive side of the football because of what they're doing on the offensive side of the football.
2: I hear you, man, and that has got me excited over here as the Georgia guy at the table looking at these Yellow Jackets in front of me right here. That sounds real good, Brooks. Hey, man, we got just a couple minutes before we get out of here, but uh, I love what you're doing uh, with your with your YouTube channel. Watching a lot of that on on, on Facebook and around, and we're going to be introducing uh, some video elements as we move into the year here. So we'd love to have you engage with us there. But, but uh, tell everybody where they can find all your good works before we get out.
0: So if you like to read, you can head over on dogsdaily.com. If you like me and you don't like to read but you like to watch, you can head over <laughs> on dogsdaily.com. Anything <laughs> that I do on my YouTube page ultimately ends up on my website, so you guys can check that out over there. Um, I know we got some techies in the house. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm there's two, uh, you know, mid-major, not mid-major but smaller school football coaches that I'm all over. One's PJ Fleck up at Minnesota. I'm buying every every bit of stock I can get of PJ Fleck. And the other one is Jeff Collins. I am buying. (laughs) I am buying what Jeff Collins is selling. And here's why, before I head out, here's why. Every recruit we talk to talks about how much they love Jeff Collins and what he's selling. Yep. They are buying every bit of that. And guess what? When you talk to the players that are there, when you when you interview those guys, when you watch them on social media. They don't have a bad thing to say about that guy. They play fast. And then they got this guy by the name of Tashar Choice, who just might be one of the best offensive recruiters in the country, just based off of his energy, or as he likes to call it, and I like to call it, his juice. That, that, that program, that program is filled with juice from toe to the top of their head. I love everything Jeff Collins is selling. Now, come back four and, you know, four and six this year, three and seven, I might be selling some Jeff Collins stock, but um, I, I'm buying everything he's putting down right like, now.
1: For the culture, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I ain't buying that, though. The, the 404 uh, 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 for the culture, I ain't buying that. I'm more buying what he needs. I, I, it. It. I, look, I not love Not the, love the name brands <laughs> and the hashtags. <laughs> <and the laughs> y'all, y'all notice how baby? quick he... Y'all notice how quick he got rid of that damn whiteboard with the Instagram. <laughs> was on the yeah. He was oh. like, oh, damn, the whole nation clown meal got to sell this. Let's get that out of here. Yeah, he uh, gotta roll on that part. Hey, uh, he ain't gonna
1: drop the Waffle House cup, though. Nah, no, he he's gonna hold that. You gotta stay true to the, the Waffle to House to drop
0: the Schmediums, though. He needs to drop <laughs> the Schmediums. I agree. I, I, agree. agree. I agree. They,
1: they Schmediums, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, anytime you can come back and talk tech with my boys here uh, across the table, Robin being that's good stuff. But it is the Bulldog Maven Sports Illustrated's own on uh, Brooke Austin here on the phone with us and Brooks we appreciate you man thanks for dropping all that knowledge on us from Athens and uh, we look forward to talking to you and seeing you next time probably when we hook up on the, on the Rob Ben and Joe show here alright
0: hey brother I don't know if you guys noticed I got a voice for radio but I got a face for TV <laughs> you know, you get on the video. let's get on that hey Woo. I've had a blast guys you guys can call right. me anytime I ain't laughed this
1: much in a while hey, you know well, man Brooks appreciate we will do it brother you. we appreciate thanks you dude
2: all right, well that's Brooks Austin right there from uh, the Bulldog Maven
1: Sports Illustrated. It's on here on the Rob ben and Joe Show. That's gonna do it, fellas. Pretty good night. Hey, fun, even man. slid some, some some Georgia Tech stuff in there on the back end, and that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna have some tech stuff here soon. I, so. I tell you what, though, Georgia's got a lot to look. They got a lot to look forward to. Oh yeah,
2: he got a lot right there, man. Yeah. That he got me all all geeked up over here. We close. That's right. So uh, uh, we'll be back next week. Stick around, y'all. we got football kicking off next week on the Rob, Ben & Joe Show. You're listening to the Rob, Ben & Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music. hungry for summer marco's pizza is delivering endless summer flavor with unlimited medium one topping pizzas for just 6.99 each at marco's you'll get dough made from scratch an original sauce recipe our signature three fresh cheeses and toppings you'll love all cooked at 450 degrees and served contact free order with our app or at marco's.com today marco's pizza the italian way prices and participation may go Come down to Bubba's Tire Center where we have your best selection of tires for your summer activities and back-to-school traveling. Come down and see our newly renovated showroom, our expanded parking area, and the quality and customer service that you've grown to love and know. Summer savings are still in effect. And don't forget your Goodyear card if you need a little more time to pay on those tires. Come on down and see the friendly folks at Bubba's Tire Center with a fresh new look and additional parking. Bubba's Tire Center, 1318 Bellevue Avenue, where we do tires and a whole lot more.
0: From the farmer's field that produces your food to the football field where your home team plays, Georgia Farm Bureau is committed to helping Georgia communities thrive. Georgia Farm Bureau provides peace of mind to families through home, auto, and life insurance with affordable coverage and exceptional service. With more than 150 offices around Georgia, Georgia Farm Bureau is always the home team.
2: Call your local Lawrence County Georgia Farm Bureau agent, Mr. Phil Phillips. Call 478-277-0508. You know what, guys? Sports hunting and dogs, well, they all click. And this will, too. Refit your home with natural gas appliances. You can save a ton of money, up to $400 in rebates, with a new gas grill, gas logs, furnace or stove. Check it out at rebaterally.com. Three easy steps gets new appliances for you and saves you up to $400. Go clean and go click it up like a big dog with natural gas appliances. Check it out, rebaterally.com, with city of Dublin natural gas.
1: Hey, this is Nick Cellini from 680, The Fan in Atlanta. You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one show for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah. And they didn't even pay me to say this. It's The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. You're listening to The Rob,
2: Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music.